Hello, hello. I am very excited about today's episode. This is something that God has had on my heart for quite some time now in this past year. I'm going to share something very personal, but also very biblical with you that I just very, very much feel impressed upon to talk about today. So listen up while you're riding or while you're folding laundry or on the commute to carpool or wherever you are in the boardroom. I don't care. I'm so thankful that you've taken a minute to listen to this podcast. And I know God has a message for some woman out there today. Here we go. Hey y'all and welcome back to Living on Mission. I know that sometimes it's hard to find the joy in Jesus in the everyday moments, but that is exactly what we're going to do by digging into God's word, letting go of whatever is holding you back from living on mission for Christ, talking about the everyday life, laughing a little and crying a little, because let's be honest, we all do a little of both. So settle in, grab a cup of coffee and let's live on mission together. All right. Welcome back. It is a Monday morning, a cool fall November day. It is currently number eight at the time of this recording. And I am on day 33 of my no alcohol, no sugar fast. So if you follow me on social media, you know that God laid on my heart to give that up for a year. Um, just because I, I've been doing a lot of um, let's see, how do we say this? I've been doing a lot of searching, a lot of just like getting very still before the Lord. And this is something that on my birthday, October 7th, my 41st birthday, I really sensed him saying, Rachel, just give it to me. Just give it to me. These two things. I want these two things from you. They are not addictions for me necessarily, but they were things that were consuming a lot of my time and my thought and my planning, if I'm being completely honest. So it was something that I just like had no doubt, had no doubt that God was calling to me calling me to that. And so I'm, I'm excited to share more about that as I go through this journey. I have no idea what it'll look like. I can only tell you about the last 31 days, but I know that our God is big. Our God is big and he has a plan and a purpose for everything that we go through, the good, the bad, the ugly, and just even the little tiny mundane things. But before I get into today's topic, uh, I really just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for, for listening to this podcast. I, I do pray that it encourages you, it blesses you in your everyday life. I am not here to to talk about like necessarily the big, big, like scary things in life, although we may get there, but I just want to encourage you in the everyday and they're raising our kids and they going to work in, in, you know, just the relationships that we have with people on a daily basis to be living on mission for Christ. Right. And so thank you for listening. I pray that this encourages you and thank you for your feedback. If you have not gone and rated living on mission on, on, iTunes or giving me a review, would you please do that so that I can share that? I love, love sharing you guys. I want to give a couple of reviews. We Don't Live Cancer said that I look forward weekly to Rachel's next podcast. Thank you so much for saying that. I hope there's good stuff here that that really helps you. Lake Star said, I'm so excited about your podcast. I love your authentic, genuine heart and your willingness to share it with everyone. Thank you. And so those are just a couple and I do appreciate your feedback. And if there's anything that you ever want to talk about on a more personal level that that I discussed here don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram it's living on mission pod or email and that's all linked in my bio but okay 
here we go. Today, we are talking about fasting. Why am I talking about fasting? Can I just tell you that honestly, in my entire church experience, I was raised in church. You know, we like to say in the South that I was in church nine months before I was born, uh, but I honestly didn't become a believer until I was 24. If you go back to one of my earliest episodes, I share my salvation story. I would be honored if you listen to that, but I didn't come to salvation until I was 24. But even in my entire, my entire life in church, I have heard very little about fasting. Very little from the pulpit, very little from Sunday school, very little from just Bible study. I've, I've really not heard a lot of pastors or church members teach on fasting. And today at 41 and with this last year behind me of soul searching and, and, and really trying to go deeper with God, like it is something that he keeps bringing to the surface. And so obviously I'm sure I've shared that I'm fasting from sugar and alcohol for, for a long time. And, and that is not, I share that, you know, honestly, the only thing I ever heard about fasting was that you shouldn't share it. And really and truly, the Bible doesn't say don't share it. It says don't be like mournful. Don't look sad while you do it. Like while you fast, like be energetic, put on a happy face. Like, you know, like definitely fasting is not punishment. Fasting is not punishment. It is actually a doorway to knowing God deeper and to experiencing the love of Christ in a new and unique way that will set our hearts on fire. And so I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe it's because my eyes just weren't looking for fasting or maybe because it's not something fun to do. And so a lot of people don't teach about it, but the Bible is absolutely filled filled with people who fasted. And when they fasted, they saw God work in huge ways. And now sometimes the things that people fasted and prayed for didn't come about, but even without that, like that end result that they were praying and fasting for, God still showed up in big ways. So just really quickly, fasting 101. <laughs> fasting is giving up anything for a specific time to pray. Now, let me say this must be spirit led. As a health and fitness coach, I lead women all the time in, in challenges, specific challenges to give up certain foods in order to hear from God better. But I never want someone to do it just because, oh, Rachel's doing it. Like I should do it because she's doing it. Right. I don't want that. I want it to be spirit led. God wants it to be spirit led. It's not about me and what I want, but that is one of my biggest fears. And when I do share about these things is people will do it because I'm doing it. Whatever you fast from, should be something that God is leading you in, right? It may not be sugar and alcohol. It might be social media. It might be shopping. It might be, um, you know, gossiping, gossiping. That's a sin. So we don't fast from things that are sins, but anything that is, is, is really and truly you're running to more than you're running to God. And that is what, what fasting for change is about. Now, fasting for prayer, you can give up anything, anything in, in the goal of, of focusing more on God, seeking God over worldly things. And so, like I said, I never truly fasted until I was 40 years old until I was 40 years old. But one thing that I've learned through this is that no detail of your life is unimportant to God. And when we give certain things up to hear him better, then we, we realize that we, we,
give up a stronghold, mate. You know, sugar is not sinful unless we binge on it, right? Sugar was not really sinful in my life, but I was thinking about it a lot and planning some things around it, right? And it honestly was not contributing to a healthy Rachel, to a healthy body, to a healthy hormones. And so giving that up just freed up time for me to focus on God more and spend more time in prayer. That is what fasting is. It's feasting on God's word and fasting from things of the world. And so this is, let me, let me just warn you, let me warn you that when you do choose to fast, when it truly is spirit led, when you know that God is calling you out of a place of complacency, maybe a place of, of putting your trust and your, your hope in things of this world. But when you give those up, girl, get ready for God to reveal other strongholds or, or other opportunities for growth. It's really, really such a cool thing. It's a wild ride. So you know, maybe some strongholds are going to be revealed to you when you give up one thing, strongholds being things like late night TV binging, just to kind of relax your mind and your body instead of turning to God in prayer and rest. Another stronghold might be that, you know, spending, spending, it might be that you are going to buy things whenever you just feel stressed or afraid or whatever, instead of giving those fears and those worries to God, be social media scrolling. Oh my goodness. Like I need to do a whole podcast on social media, but you know, just God will reveal when you give up one thing, he may, and probably will ask you to give up other things. He is in the business of drawing us closer to him and he wants all of us, not just our sugar, not just our alcohol, not just our, our TV. He wants all of us, you guys. And so that is something I want you to be prepared for. But also while he's refining you in that way, when you fast, there are going to be opportunities for growth revealed to you. You know, in just 31, 33 days, I have notice that, you know, I wasn't spending as much time praying for my spouse. I wasn't spending as much time with my spouse. Um, I wasn't spending a lot of time praying for my children, right? Um, I really started to notice things and people around me that I could pour into and serve in new ways. So, you know, fasting not only refines us, but it also, it also shows us opportunities for growth and ways to grow Lord. And, you know, I love the book. I love the book 40 day sugar fast by Wendy speak. And in that book, she says, you know, let's get hungry for the salvation of the world. You know, Matthew five, six says we should hunger and thirst for righteousness. That is a prayer that I have prayed during this fast already. God help me to hunger and thirst for righteousness over anything else. You know, Deuteronomy eight, three says man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so while if you do fast, while you fast, these are some great, great uh, prayers to include. God help me to hunger and thirst for righteousness and God help me to live for your word over the, the food of this world and just praying for that holy, holy hunger. All right. So let's talk about in the Bible, because you know, I'm going to bring you scripture. This is not just going to be about what Rachel says. I never want it to be about me, but who fasted in the Bible? You probably, if I'm guessing, if you've been in church, you can name a couple of people who fasted in the Bible. Obviously we know that Jesus did. A lot of people know about the Daniel fast. And, and so I actually just did a little research 
while I was sitting on my couch this morning and looked up some people in the Bible who fasted. And I actually, that is one of my prayers as I go through this fast, that God, show me more about this. Show me more from your word about other people who fasted, how they did it, why they did it. What did they pray? What were the results? Because he gave us that beautiful Bible to learn from and to, to know him better. And so when we pray the, pray these things, He's going to show them to us. He's going to show us these things. And it's just been amazing. It's kind of like, you know, when you want to buy a black Cadillac, you see more black Cadillacs on the road, right? When you ask him to show you these things in his word, he's going to show you those things as, as you read. Ezra, Ezra 8.23, he prayed for safety for his people. They were literally traveling. He was on a mission to, to do something God called him to do. And he was worried and he was just overcome with fear for the safety of his people. He stopped by a river, declared a fast, and they prayed about this, prayed for safety for God's people. Joel 2.12, God said, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. God is calling his people back to him, not just to give up certain things, not just to mourn over their sins, but to fast so that they could hear him better. Acts 13, two says people were worshiping and fasting and God revealed to them Saul and Barnabas to go out and so, you know, a lot of times I do believe we miss the callings in our lives because certain things are taking the place of, of God speaking to us, right? If, if I am planning a whole day around what I'm going to eat at night, or if I'm going to have a glass of wine with dinner or not, if I'm consumed with these thoughts, it's filling up my brain with, with thoughts that are, are keeping me from being able to hear from God and what he wants me to do. Moses in Deuteronomy nine, before receiving the 10 commandments, oh gosh, this was like a supernatural fast. It said he went 40 days without food and water. Now, I don't know if he drank something else. I have no idea. I just know that that's what God's word said and that God revealed to him the 10 commandments. There's a whole other physical element to when we fast and mental clarity and, and things of that we can think more clearly. And, and we do have more ideas when we fast. I won't go into that because that is a more physical aspect of it, which is important. But, you know, a lot of times these people in the Bible, God revealed big things to them. And it's because their brain was not foggy from sugar. It's because they're, they were sober minded. It's because they had given something up to hear from God and he delivered, you know, it, David in second Samuel 12, he more his baby son was sick. Now his son got sick as a result of his sin, but he still said, I serve a big God. I'm going to fast and pray for this child. This is one of those instances where his prayer did not come, come to about like he wanted the child passed away, but he fasted anyways. And he prayed and he gave that to God. Kudos to you, David. Esther, we all know that Esther fasts three days without food or drink. She was praying for her people. King Darius fasted for Daniel. Daniel, that superhero of our faith, the king loved him and knew about his faith. He fasted for Daniel and he wouldn't even allow music to play in his presence while he fasted. I think that's so cool that God puts that detail in the Bible because often we think, oh, I got to fast from food. I got to fast from drink. And yes, that's great. It's a simple thing to do, but King Darius fasted from entertainment, right? He fasted from the presence of other people while he prayed for Daniel. And, and so as you think about this, as you pray about this, as you ask God, God, do you want me to fast and what from? Don't exclude 
other things that he's calling you to give up. Obviously, Jesus, you know, our savior, he was, he was man, but he was also God, but he fasted for 40 days in Matthew four before Satan tempted him. All right. He knew he had to be ready. He had to be armed with God's word, with God's truth, with, with God's responses to his enemy. And he fasted for 40 days and prayed about this. Oh my gosh. If Jesus did it, we should definitely do it. Right. And then Paul, last one, Paul in Acts nine, he fasted for three days after he was converted, saw the bright light, Jesus spoke to him. Why are you persecuting me? And he, he went into basically seclusion for three days and he prayed and fasted a brand new baby Christian, a brand new baby Christian was fasting so he could hear from God. So don't think this is something that just super spiritual long-term Christians deep in their faith are doing. God wants to call all of us out. I am not an expert on fasting. I'm not at all, but I'm learning and I'm growing. And I know that he wants us to use our experiences to encourage other people in the faith. And that's why we're here. All right. Last thing I want to talk about, and this is very important. If you're still listening, listen up very closely. When you step into a period, a mindset, a place of fasting, that is God's territory. When you give all of these people, when they gave up something to fast and to pray, it wasn't to lose weight. It wasn't to impress the people around them. It wasn't any of those worldly things. It was because God was calling them to that place of dependence on him and, and turning certain things over to them, to him. And also so that his will would be done. When we are fasting and we're doing it spiritually because the Holy Spirit is leading us there, the enemy notices. He takes notice. I don't care if you quote scripture every day on social media. Um, I don't care if you, you, you know, preach from the pulpit. I don't care if you, um, you know, read the Bible to your kids every day. That's great. Those are good things. We should definitely be doing those. But when we take it a step further as believers and we step into that period of fasting where we're saying, God, I'm giving up something of this world to hear you better. Oh, sister. Satan is all over that and he wants in there. And like I said, two episodes ago, the episode before last, that would be episode 15 about standing firm when we submit to God, Satan will attack. All right. This is spiritual battleground like no other. All right. And so first Peter five, eight says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And honestly, I think now that he, he pays closer attention to people who are fasting, uh, people who are truly seeking God. I do believe that. So get ready when you do fast for things to happen for life to hit you hard, for money to be tight, for relationships to be strained, for kids to act out, for your business to get hard, for your hormones to kick back in in a different way, right? That's my experience this month. You know, I've had great hormonal, you know, my PMDD has been been very mild and it kicked back up a little bit this month. It doesn't make any sense because I haven't eating been eating foods that contribute to it, but it's still, it's there. And I... I personally believe that it is a spiritual battle that is happening because, because God wants more of me, but so does Satan. And so, you know, it, it makes me think about 
you know the story in Matthew, uh, it's in a lot of the gospels, but in Matthew 17, where, where Jesus's disciples were trying, they were casting out demons and there was this one that they couldn't, they couldn't cast out the demon. And they were like, Jesus, why? And he said, this kind can come out only by prayer and fasting. All right. And so it's serious. Like it's serious to God, but it's also serious to our enemy, Satan. So as you, as you listen to this, as you pray over this, as you truly seek God's will and not Rachel's will, you know, really and truly ask God a couple of things. God, what do you want me to give up? Is there something, first of all, is there something that is a stronghold in my life that is consuming too much of my thoughts and my energy and my time that I could be spending with you or with my family or, or doing things that you've created me to do? And secondly, God, where, what do you want me to learn? Like, where do you want me to go? What, what, what do you want to reveal to me as I fast? And so I told you in the last um, episode that I talked about this, one thing that I did as I go through this is I have a, it's actually a calendar. It's actually a year to year calendar that I have that is actually laid out just, you know, each page has seven days. It's not like a huge one, but each day at the top of the day, or at the day of my fast. And then as I spend time in quiet, as I spend time in prayer, as I spend time in God's word, I write down a scripture verse that he reveals to me that day. And then at the end of the day, or sometimes the next morning, I go back and I journal about the day before. And it's literally just a few lines, like three lines, sometimes six, just depends on the day. But it's like a prayer journal, but it's also a praise journal, taking note of what God is doing and what he's revealing to me. Because... I can go back and on those days where I don't feel motivated, I don't feel like continuing or maybe long after this fast is over, I know God has something to tell me and he's, he's dropping it in that, that journal through his scriptures or words um, from him, but also through my experiences and no experience is wasted. That's one of my, my things I want you to leave with today. So that is my little talk on fasting, and I pray that it encourages you. If you do have questions, please send me an email or, or send me a, a message on, on Instagram. I love, love, love discussing this with people and love to encourage you to go deeper in your faith. So um, if this podcast encouraged you today, please share it. Please share it on social media, share it in your stories and tag me, um, you know, just, just send it to anybody, but first start with you, start with you, God, what do you want to show me? Let me end with prayer and then we will be done. All right, God, I praise you for being a God who never leaves us where we are. You never, ever as believers who know you as savior and Lord you don't, you don't want us to stay the same. You want us to always, always be growing in our faith and our belief in our walk in our, in our life mission of serving you, God. And I just praise you for that. God, I pray that today that, um, you would just please let this message sink into the hearts of women out there that you are ready ready to use women that you are ready to equip to stand firm in their faith and to light the world on fire for Christ in their homes, on their social media, in their day-to-day jobs. God, I just pray that you would please let this filter out to that woman that you intended for this to hear. I don't care if it's just one. God, you are God and you have big plans for all of us. And God, I thank you so much for what you taught me. And I pray that through, through just this discipline, through going 
you that we would know you better and, and that we would be so excited to make so much more of you. In Jesus' awesome, awesome and holy name, I pray. Amen.